Hello and welcome to Cloud Automation Weekly. My name is Thorsten Höger, and I'm here to talk about automating your AWS cloud infrastructure. Today, I'm joined by Christine Jetzke to talk about the state of DevOps and CI/CD pipelines. Tine, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Oh yeah, for folks who are just meeting you for the first time, uh, could you share a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is uh, Tina. I'm currently CTO of uh, Kreuzwerker. Kreuzwerker is an uh, IT cons consultancy uh, founded in uh, Berlin. We're an AWS partner. We do DevOps, cloud uh, native software development, and yeah, everything AWS. And before I became CTO, I was uh, I worked as a consultant for a long time. Before that, I worked as a software developer for a long time. Before that, I worked as a QA uh, engineer for a long time. So one like red. Uh, uh, line to my career so far has been automation so uh, this is why i'm super excited to be joining you today and uh, yeah talk about it yeah sounds perfect yeah we um met some weeks ago at the uh, swiss cloud day which is basically the switzerland uh, summit of aws and talked about a lot of things regarding pipelines devops and we had very similar opinions on things and we were happy that we found somebody with the same opinion yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, Let's share these opinions. Um, CI/CD pipelines. I could now be a little bit provocative. What do you think about having branches per environment? Oh. <laughs> branches per environment. You mean in like a like a Git flow setup, or you mean in a in a or you mean one branch for staging environment, one branch for production? Yeah, having a dev branch, a staging branch, and a production branch, and having each branch having its own pipeline for its development. <sighs> I don't I don't get it. To be honest, I don't get why people do it. To be honest, I don't get it. Like I don't I don't get why why you want to have this mental overhead of having to maintain that many things and having to they're also always merging. I mean it usually implies you, yeah, you have I mean just having branches, I think is quite a pain. <laughs> having having to do all this additional work of maintaining the branches, merging the branches, having the pipeline just adds a lot of I don't know, not complexity, but I don't know, work on top. Um, yeah, so I'm... Yeah, well, I, I'm totally with you on this. Why do people do it? Like, what's the... So, yeah, well, what I hear from customers about is then I can do quick fixes on production without going through the other stages. But why? Because then you directly commit to main... Yeah, you, you commit to your production branch and then you deploy to the production pipeline, you to the production environment. And how do you roll this change to, to your other... Then you merge back or maybe you cherry pick the commit or whatever or you are free to build every environment on its own and have a state that you want for every environment yeah, but what's the purpose i mean what's the purpose of having multiple environments and they should be similar right i mean what's the purpose of a staging environment to make sure you can safely deploy to pro i mean you could even question to be honest the existence of a staging environment like i would question in a lot of cases even the why do you need even a staging environment? If But if they're not, I mean, the main reason I think you have a staging environment is to make sure you can deploy to production safely. It's a quality gate before deploying to production. So if they are not the same, you 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 pull out the flaw. I'm totally with you and it doesn't make any sense. I think it's a symptom of not having a fast deployment. Of not having, and of maybe trust, of not having a fast deployment. Because, yeah, but this ties back then to having all the different branches because you need to you 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 have to create a branch. You commit your change. You create a pull request or merge request. You have to wait. Someone merges. Someone yeah yeah. So yeah, you might be. But why not fix that? I mean, why not just have one 
That's a question that applies to a lot of problems. Why not fixing the problem instead of creating a workaround? <laughs> but I think that that's what I see. But I'm happy that we are on the same side here. So coming back to, to the originating question, let's talk about trunk-based development, which is basically how modern application development should work. So could you share a bit about how you see this and what you advise people to do? What I advise, I mean, that's what I advise. Um, but I think you should have one main branch and I do, I do and have very short-lived branches. So this I'm, I'm actually okay with. So you have one main branch, everybody deploys to it. Goes. I'm also a big fan of continuous deployment, to be honest. So you deploy straight to production. And then you, I do believe in having short, very short-lived uh, feature branches. But I mean, short-lived means like less than a day, basically. So you make a change, you you merge. So I think that's kind of what what if if we set up new project, this is how I would I, how I set up new project. So basically, let's do it right the first time because then you get used you get used to this way of working. And usually, what I see then once you get used to it, you don't want to go back. Because you, you realize how fast you can actually be. And also from the beginning, you start building building trust. I, I think actually one reason why people don't do it is because they lack trust. So they 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 lack trust into in, in their, I don't know, maybe in their test automation, in their in their abilities to roll back, in their abilities to detect failures. And um I think if you start working like this from the beginning, you are forced to build all this in because otherwise you cannot trust your own system and your own deployments. Yeah, I'm totally with you on this. And so um Feature branches, short-lived feature branches might be even necessary for four eyes reviews of code if you have yeah. some regulatory requirements. But you touched a very interesting other point, having a lack of confidence in your tests, which means you have tests. So maybe we should tackle this. So what about having tests at all? But do you see that actually, I mean, I do have the feeling that at least, through, I don't know, the last 10 years, whatever, at least the, having unit tests has become the that's like a standard by now, like at least what I see. Not that it's always good, but do you do you actually see a lot of cases where there are no tests? I mean, we're talking about software, like pure software right here. I'm not talking even about infrastructure. I think there's the notion of having tests is not that common. But what's your, like, what do you see out there in terms of? I see that software has tests, but most of the time nowhere near running all tests means that the software works. So I, I wouldn't be confident that if all the tests are green that all that i can run this in production so it, it's more like yeah it, it's not completely broken but so, so it's not completely broken but I, I wouldn't i don't think people trust that their application is working in production when all the tests are green they have tests but they're nowhere near complete that's sad but i think then that's one of the root causes in a way right and i think that's one of the um yeah it comes back to missing trust it's it's but why don't they trust? I mean, I used to be a tester, right? And I started my career as a QA engineer. So I believe in having tests and I believe in, in you can test everything. Um, and But I see a lot of like developers that have always been developers. It's kind of a burden to write tests. It's not a safety net. It, like for me, having tests beats you up. It's like there's this article about like how quality um, is necessary for speed. So without quality and you, you cannot be fast. Um, and this for me is what, what why you write test so so in order to be fast down the road um but i often feel that there's this whole idea that the test is a bird like people say i'm almost finished i just have to write the tests it's 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 not part of the um actual work kind of it feels like something you have to do and um 
maybe that's an also why the quality is not good also and that's maybe why there's no trust yeah in it i totally see this um i think it's it's better in companies that are building their own software because then they know that they need to write tests for better quality mm -hmm. because they are the one bitten by it if it doesn't work what i see if i get hired to write software for a customer tests are not part of the deal because it costs money and it doesn't bring features. yeah that's a very valid point you're making yeah because it's only only very long term you get the it's like the hidden no, not the hidden cost but it's a long-term cost yeah you're right you're right it's it's not the immediate value there's no immediate value in it right it's just about the yeah that's yeah, it's like i have two hours left mm -hmm. do i add two new features or write tests for the ones that are already there but as some i mean i I'm, i mean i'm not a tdd practitioner but like i tried it in work but i'm usually i i i went back when i was still programming i used it like a test first approach of like i first wrote the test like but the complete test or like an integration test and then the code and i very be believe that it's like i was faster because of it because usually if you don't write the tests you still test it right you still manually somehow test it you still unless you're not a But everything else is not professional behavior. If you just write code and you're not making sure it's working, it's it's. <laughs> so I think everyone tests in some way, but a lot of people do it manually. Like they they write something, for example, they start the application. They like if it's a backend, I don't know. They call the endpoint. They check that it works. For example, this is also testing. Yeah, and I'm totally with you. It's slower because automation is always faster than doing it manually. So starting Postman and calling REST APIs is, is faster, is slower than having a test calling it. It takes you much, much longer to do this. And also you see a mistake, you go in, you fix it, you repeat. You do, I mean, it, in your whole development life cycle, it actually, it, I think it slows you down. So I, that's why I don't fully buy. I think it's a matter of practice in a way. It's it's like a matter of, and you have to get it with everything, right? You have to practice to be fast. So if you write a lot of tests, you get faster, and then it doesn't feel maybe as a burden. And and that's why I don't buy into this that tests only cost money because waiting for something to start and executing your postman request also costs yeah. money. I think that's exactly the thing. If you start with writing the tests, tests makes you faster. If you finish writing code and then start writing tests, then it costs additional time and money because it's additional time. It feels like it because why you, because if you've, While you were writing the code, you did test for sure. You tested it. If you test it manually and then afterwards write yes. the test, it, yes, then, then it's a real waste of time. Exactly. Yeah. Fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's the approach people have. Like, I'm writing it. I'm testing it manually, and then I'm writing tests. And then it takes additional time. Of course. And also, the test will very, very likely have worse quality. Because I mean, that's the other beauty of if you write the test beforehand, right? Because you 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 catch your bugs usually that's the thing. like if you if you write your code then you test manually then you fix you i mean you usually make some mistake right then you fix the mistake it's fixed and then if you only write the test two hours later you even forgot this edge case maybe you had in the beginning that you caught with your manual test because you already your mind I mean, you're already 10 steps yeah. further so i think that's also the other downside and then maybe also it feels like a burden to write tests because you only think of your boring happy case uh cases and you no longer remember all the edge cases you thought about while you were programming where you in your head you have all the different yeah things. and if you write your test later it's like oh that's hard to test i cannot really test this class yeah because you didn't write it to be tested mm -hmm. if you start with the test you write your class so it can be tested and then it's way easier to write the test 
Yeah. So should this be a unit or should this be two units? It's it's clear if you already have a test for it. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious. I mean, one topic that I think about a lot is also how the, the future of testing looks in the cloud. Because I think right now, a lot of, like we still as an industry, we think about the, the testing pyramid, like as still as kind of the golden standard, right? You have your unit test, you have your integration test, you have your intent test. But with the, with the cloud and, uh, I don't know, serverless and a lot of more like, I mean, a lot more code is tied to infrastructure in a way then it will be even harder because you have to have all the different... That's a very interesting topic you're bringing up because I think that's exactly what I hear so often. Serverless is hard because you cannot start it locally, but you don't need to if you have tests. That's exactly the thing. If all your Lambda functions and all your code you have is tested using unit tests, I don't need to have live deploys to Lambda. I can have my tests and if they are green, then I deploy it. And I don't care if it takes a minute because I can grab some water or something. Then it's deployed and I can test if it works. But it's not like I need to redeploy every 10 seconds the currently running code to test my application in real time because that's what my tests are doing. But that only holds true if you think about unit, right? If the, the, the things you can test on a unit test level, right? Um, I, I see where you're going, but I think most of the bugs can be found in unit tests. And then the edge cases are the ones that happen in in the integration test. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have a, like a finished, I, that's really, I'm thinking a lot about like what's the, about the approach in, in serverless, because I'm not sure, because let's say you have like these chain, like in a server, you have this chain of things, right? You put something in a bu bucket, you, there's an object notification, it goes to some queue, it goes somewhere else. There can be a lot of things that you miss based on misconfiguration in your infrastructure. Sure. But one integration test later, you know that it works and it will keep working. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the question is, where do you run this? So is, is this is this um, what we now still think is kind of the testing problem? Is it like in the end, in this other world, like in the newer world, will it be a testing triangle, for example, because you have like, or will it be a testing diamond or something? Will you have to be a lot more integration tests, for example, because... So many things are handled in the infrastructure and the on the unit test level, you only have like, okay, you, of course you have business logic, like you have your core business logic. This you will very likely still handle on a unit test. But this this is, I'm not sure about. And the other thing is then also how will this affect, if even now it feels like a burden to write tests on your local machine for your code, like how much of a burden will it then be to write these um, yeah. other tests where you need full environments in a way? Yeah, I'm totally with you. Serverless without tests is a nightmare. And that's why people think serverless is a nightmare because they don't do tests. Yeah, but I also think there's no good, right now still no good solution. Like, I don't know, I think we, we used local stack, for example, for a while to test, but it's not, an, it's not a, a replacement. Like you still have like permission issues, like you don't catch permission issues at, at least back then. I don't know, I didn't look into it for a long time, but it's there, I'm not sure if they're really good replacements right now or really good. I think it's not a good idea to replace it at all. Because you will always pick your architecture by what your simulation is able to provide. You will never use a new service because it's not in local mm. stack. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. So like, yeah, recognition would be great for image um, detection, but it's not in, in in local stack. So I will build my own AI model. <laughs> <laughs> True. So I think that, that that's a big problem on, on local testing is that you only use services you can replicate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an I have an answer to it. I'm just I'm curious also to see where where this will lead in over time, um, and how this will affect um, 
yeah the the whole topic of automation and then in the end also pipelines again right if if how do they look but but this brings me to another th topic you you mentioned um um beforehand is like we we need standards for things we need to be clear that things yes. need to be done the way one way or the other and not be too creative on 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 standard problem yeah i strongly believe that i strongly believe that our industry needs to standardize i very very strongly believe this i think otherwise we will have a, a huge problem uh, i mean we already have right now i mean the security is a incidents are a thing so um yeah so i think it's i don't know but testing is also kind of standard like all this comes back to standardization what's a standard way to do something what does a standard pipeline look like what are the standard steps in it like oh similar like how do you apply security patches for example it's it should be all be Actually, it should, like, I don't know. I mean, you also see a lot of different companies, right? And every, like, every company that you go to, they have, there's a different pie. It's, there's always some difference in it. And, and in the end, it should all be, I mean, the steps are quite similar, right? And the, okay, the tools are different. But in theory, that doesn't need that much, doesn't need that much variety in it. I, yeah, but then you always hear things like, yeah, I totally get it. It should be standardized. But our case is a little bit different. I read this really nice quote the the um the other day, which I uh, need to look it up. Second, um, I think it was about I read this blog post about um infrastructure from code, and I think the thesis was that like down the road, infrastructure will you know, will no longer define your infrastructure, but the infrastructure will be inferred based on like traffic patterns and so on. So, and there was this um this um hypothesis then that this will never um, this will likely not happen because, and I will read this out because. If there's one thing I know about developers, they have trust issues, not in a bad way, but time and time again, I see devs who reinvent the wheel because they think they can do it better. And I think this is at the core of why we don't have standardization as an industry, because we all, it's I mean, we all think, yeah, 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 but I have the special case and I know how to do it. And I can't, there's no way I can use this solution because I'm so special. Yeah, that's that's the topic. Um, I I see it a lot at companies. I see it a lot in my code. Like there is a tool, but yeah, but ah, there's one downside in this whole tool. So I want to do this point differently. So I'm writing my own tool. No, that's not a good idea. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this will also happen. Like it has to happen. I think. I think maybe there will be some very very big security incidents. I don't know. I think maybe there has to be some. Uh, not explode, not, but they have to be more, yeah, really big incidents that really make things in at some point that the way we currently develop software is not a sustainable way. Yeah, in, and it does make sense that everybody does the same. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. It's like how many people do you use, like you, every, everyone builds their own cluster. I mean, I mean, okay, people no longer build their own clusters, but even setting up like an ECS cluster with CDK and then the next company sets up a terrible. Like there's a lot of repeatable work everywhere that results in the end in the same that has the same end result, right? I mean, one cluster is not that different from another cluster. Cannot imagine how many clients I see building their own Kubernetes and why they're all reinventing the same thing that EKS already does, and then they have a solution that hasn't a problem. But um, still, they're building this on their own because. We can do this better than Amazon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but on the other hand, I also have to admit, I mean, we kind of make money out of it. 
I totally get this, but it's also mean that it's not the perfect approach because if we make money with it, maybe we're wasting money. Yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So more software engineering and less software development or software creativity, software as a word? I think in general, more focusing on the actually core. I mean, why do you write software? I mean, it has a per it's supposed to have a, like a purpose to solve some issue, to to add some value to something. Um, and um, in this case, and this is why, I mean, that, oh, that's, <laughs> so I think it's a mix. I mean, what's, okay. So, I mean, what's software engineering? Engineering is the, the, what's, what's the, the craft in a way, right? This craft of building software. And this, I think is where standardization comes in. It's really, okay. This is how we do things. This is how a pipeline, this is blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a cluster and you just take it and it's there. You don't reinvent it. And then, I mean, development, I'm also not so sure. It's, it's, it doesn't imply also the creative part of, of software, of building software. Now, what's, what's the difference between software development and software engineering? I think that's, that's, maybe we need both. You're right. So, so we need the engineering for the already solved parts. So now thinking about Wadley maps, like mm -hmm. there are things that are commodities and you don't reinvent them. And then there's the creative part for the things that are uncharted territory. And this is art. Mm -hmm. You need both and you need to mm -hmm. know when to use which. Don't use art to build a Kubernetes cluster and you cannot standardize on solving your individual problem because if it would be solved, you would have a business case. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So maybe that's exactly this. Or as AWS calls it, the undifferentiated heavily. Yeah. Don't do the things that are not your core competence. Yeah. Like talking to e-commerce people, creating a second pipeline is not what makes you sell more stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean... I also like realize I, it's when when I look at myself and I was writing software. It's also it's it's relaxing to write this this commodity stuff, right? It's super relaxing. Yeah, or what others call it, CV driven development, building cool tools that yeah. are good on your CV. Yeah, I mean that's a Kubernetes thing, right? And I mean we have also like you see a lot of clients like oh, yeah, yeah, we need like why do you want Kubernetes? Yeah, because it attracts people. Or people want to build Kubernetes clusters yeah. because it makes yeah. nice CVs yeah. to apply somewhere else. Yeah. I think there's this, maybe it will change now with the economic, economic situation, but I think there was this vicious cycle actually where, where, where companies, they were using like Kafka, Kubernetes and so on to attract more developers. Then they had more developers to maintain all the Kubernetes and uh, Kafka, so, so which made everything more complicated. So they needed more developers again to maintain all the complicated stuff. So they had to introduce new complicated technology to attract even more developers. So it's this vicious cycle um, of, yeah, of this, but maybe this will change now. I'm quite optimistic that this um, will change. Yeah, with the current market demand and the market supply of developers, you need to reduce complexity in some things. You don't have enough money or people to reinvent the wheel every day. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because I do believe, I mean, I believe that software is a really, a, such a creative activity. And it's sad. It's kind of sad if, if, we, if we and all these smart people like get, spend their time on, yeah, setting up Kubernetes clusters where they could do actually very fun and beneficial, um, value adding work. And keeping them busy, basically. What reminds me, and I, I want to extend this, um, recommendation you gave me at, at the Swiss summit of the book, The Goal, that's about streamlining manufacturing processes. And that's exactly what they have. Keeping every workstation busy is what makes your whole throughput smaller. 
because it introduces a lot of friction in your process. Everybody should go as fast as your whole system can go. And if you build crazy things, you're slowing down your whole system, even if you yourself are, are getting faster. But it doesn't help if the whole process slows down. And I think that that's a part that we need to put more into software development. It doesn't make any sense to optimize or, or to go for local optimums because yeah, it, it, it breaks the whole value chain. And so I fully recommend the goal as you did to me. And as we learn from engineering, maybe there's a next way to learn from engineering. <laughs> Even if they have to learn now, relearn things because the, they didn't call it that way in this book, but what they invented in the goal was basically just in time um, production which is now a different problem with the current situation with political and um, economic things that just-in-time delivery of goods is not always perfect. So maybe we need to adapt things from engineering and they need to readapt to the real world. <laughs> maybe. Having some inventory is beneficial. But what's the inventory in software? Good question. What's inventory in I think in, in it's an accelerate, right? In accelerate, I think that it's, it's, um, it's the number of changes you have. You have lying around. I think we come up, we come back. I think maybe full circle now to to the initial topic of the branches. And I think it it's the number or it's the amount of changes you have lying around in branches that is not part of your, in production yet. So that's kind of your. I think that's how they define and accelerate the, the inventory. Yeah, or basically unreviewed lines of code or unmerged lines of code could be your inventory. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's even about not even not unmerged, but even if they're not too pr yeah. pr production. If you think of your, maybe you have like hundreds of changes in staging, but you haven't you haven't deployed to production. Then it's kind of your inventory because you have a, lots of stuff lying around that no end user actually uses. Yeah, and that's where it's totally the same as in, in the goal. Inventory is not an asset; it's a liability. Because we had this in a workshop, like. The value chain of software development from feature specification to deploying into production, it's not a continuous flow. You're not adding value at each stage. The whole value is zero until the moment you deploy. Yeah. And only then you realize value. Yeah. It's the same with inventory in a production process. Yeah. You don't sell the goods. They are just worth yeah. zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly a pull request that's not merged or a pull request that's merged but not deployed to production has zero value yeah. because no one is using yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it does have liability because it's 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 cognitive like it's part of your I mean every line of code that's part of your code base is adds it's it's adds on your cognitive load in a way. It's something you have to maintain. It's something you have to cognitive load, it's technical depth, yeah. it's something that could have bugs, that could have vulnerabilities. Yeah. Every code you have is a liability, and if it's not in production, it's not even bringing value. Yeah. So that's as in, then we come back now to this topic from the beginning. What's the what's what's wrong with having? Why not have branches? Because I think that comes back to this. If you have too many branches, it it automatically leads to the situation where you have too much inventory. Because if you have so many branches, do it's impossible to merge and deploy them. And not impossible. I think that that it's that's a full circle and a perfect analogy for 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 this non-production code is inventory and it's a liability. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a cool thing that we we uncovered here <laughs> so yeah i think this has really been great where can people find more about you well i do have to say i'm not that big on social media so actually i have a linkedin uh, so that's the main uh, yeah main thing to find me reach out to me so i'm super happy also to chat about these kinds of um, topics and hear people's thoughts and opinions 
Yeah, perfect. I will link it in the show notes. Um, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great fun. All right, folks. That's it for today. I'm Thorsten Hilger, and I hope you join me again next time for Cloud Automation Weekly.